I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory, and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi, family all over the world. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Live Your Best Life. And you are in for a treat today. I have one of my favorite people joining me for another conversation. And he is the senior pastor of the Seattle Revival Center, one of my happy places, as I've said before, and you guys know in the whole world, it's such an amazing experience going there. He's also the host of the extraordinary podcast, The Supernaturalist. It is, of course, the amazing Darren Stott. Darren, welcome to the show. Liz Wright, come on. It's so good to be back on your incredible podcast. It's so awesome seeing what you're doing. Oh, thank you. I just, I'm so excited for this conversation, Darren, and to be coming out. I'm going to be seeing you soon for the amazing upcoming conference, hey? It's like a week away. It's not a week away. I hope it's not a week away. It's a <laughs> it month feels like away. That. You know, it's, it's about a month away. And we got an incredible lineup. And we're so honored that you're going to be coming from the UK into Seattle mm. to impart into our region and in this season. It's so significant. So I, I, I seriously can't wait. Oh, I can't I can't wait and you guys there'll be information the link will be underneath the show so if you guys are can get to Seattle it's going to be a power explosion it'll be so I just I feel like there's going to be a really really serious shift Darren while we're all together you know coming back into agreement together so I'm excited for that but Darren I wanted to start because you have been bringing such brilliant divine perspective I've been listening to obviously some of the stuff that you've been sharing recently because there's been such um, an unprecedented attack against the body of Christ, really. And if you guys are experiencing this, just know you're not alone, that we are very aware it's happening all over the body of Christ or has been. And Jesus is working in the midst of it. But Darren, um, the the pearl that I heard you share was I'm just going to I'm going to read because I wrote it down. I'm like, oh, man, that's brilliant. You said Jesus is teaching us to stand in the midst of chaos and war and to sit in rest and peace in the presence of wolves. And I just thought that's absolutely brilliant. And you were just saying, you know, how important are you referring to the, the different individuals that there's so much attention from the realm of darkness being brought against <laughs> each individual seriously like divine perspective you know we clearly we're a threat right now clearly the lord is doing something in the midst of this this unprecedented attack so can i just ask us can we jump off there darren will you give us some more divine perspective on what you've experienced happening at the moment sort of from heaven's perspective and also in the natural Absolutely. So I have so much um, expectation in my yeah. heart for this season because of the resistance that I feel in my spirit right now. And yeah. it's not, it's not personal. I'm not taking this personal. I'm not like, ah, like the, the Satan hates me. No, mm -hmm. no, it, it, this is an attack against the body. This is a, a, an attack against, against the bride. And, yeah. and that, that excites me. And it excites me because clearly there's an engagement that's taking place within, within the spirit at, at, at this at this time. Now it's confusing for many in the body of Christ because we've been taught and, 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 and perhaps there's some truth in this. Maybe I, I think I've even said this myself from a pulpit or a microphone is that darkness is the absence of light. And I don't know if we can 
de define that uh, because it, when, when we say that darkness is the absence of light, um, then there, there's a conflict because when we feel darkness, are we saying is, is that the absence of Jesus or the absence of his presence? And if I'm surrounded by darkness, then what the heck am I doing here, right? And so what's interesting is when you read Genesis chapter one in the creation account, um, you actually see, that, and I hope I, I probably butcher this, but that that Hebrew word, the tohu vavohu, which is this place of a not a, a nonsensical realm of of chaos and uh, where there is no order, um, and it says that that God hovered in the darkness over the chaos waters there in Genesis chapter one, and uh, and right. In that place, God speaks and says, let there be light. And then he divides the light from the darkness. And I've been thinking about that. I've been thinking about our God, who is a God of, of, of light and peace and order and how he was hovering in the midst of the darkness and in the midst of the chaos. And so, um, and I think that that's an invitation for the church in this time is that we can't say that if we're surrounded by chaos, that that is the absence of light or the absence of God, because in this time, he really is inviting us into this amazing moment of creation, but creation takes place in darkness in chaos in that place where, where it's, where it's, where, where nothing makes any sense, where it right in the middle of the resistance is where we are called to be. And I think it's also interesting, you know, in John, it says, that a light shines where in the darkness. So what do you have there? You have the presence of darkness and light in the same realm. And so um, you also see David where he said, um, he said, and he prepares for me a table where in the presence of my enemies. Well, the Lord is my shepherd. Well, what kind of shepherd leads his little lamb right in front of the presence of wolves and says, I want you to eat here. I want you to be at rest right here in the presence of these, of these wolves. And I think that for a long time, when the church has felt chaos and anarchy, they felt like they've been outside of God's will. But what I feel like the Lord is saying is that um, if you are feeling the resistance, if you're feeling the darkness, if you're feeling the chaos, if you're feeling the pushback, this is the center of God's new redemptive plan and purpose that it, that, that the Lord is, called us out of our comfort zone, perhaps out of Jerusalem and right into the center of Babylon to seek the divine purpose of heaven um, here on earth. And I believe that this is a moment for the church to create just like God did in Genesis chapter one, but it's in the most uncomfort uh, uncomfortable environments where surely the Lord wants to bring cosmos, which means order out of the chaos. Oh, absolutely brilliant, Darren so empowering, so hopeful, you know, ruling, learning to rule, right, in the midst of chaos, bringing order, bringing divine order, releasing divine presence. You know, it's funny, quite recently, I had an encounter with Jesus, and he brought the Apostle Paul to me, and they came to me, which is what's been happening for a couple of years when I've had visions and encounters experiences the Lord always puts his forehead onto mine he presses his forehead and there's a release of divine in, a divine infusion of revelation it's amazing wow. and so they came like that put their heads onto me and then Jesus said to me and I felt him speaking through me to the bride you know as he does it's a it was a corporate word and he said I'm now going to we're now going to teach you how to preach the gospel <laughs> I was like oh 
oh, have I not been doing it right? But immediately, I was like massively humbled, you know, but, but immediately the understanding that came in my spirit was uh, we've not been living in the fullness of the understanding that the early church walked in, the gospel that Paul preached. You know, we've there's so much of it that's been stolen from us, from our understanding and experience down the years, but that now is the time where that is going to be restored to the body of Christ. And we are, and, and I've heard you say this as well, there's a generation now rising. We're a generation now rising as a supernatural expression the body you know of God on earth like with the presence of Christ inside of us and we are going to start to see a massive shift happen and it's like um there was something else that you said and because I, I was thinking about this in the in the context of being humbled and told I'm now gonna be taught how to preach the gospel but also su super exciting you said we're a generation now that's allergic to religion it just doesn't cut it anymore and just as a you're obviously seeing it too we're hearing it all from every all of you guys that write into the into the ministry there's just a desperation and a hunger for authentic supernatural christianity be to be restored and i was listening to some of your series as well darren which is absolutely amazing that you're calling the disruptors you're teaching oh, yeah. right on this yeah. on the life of paul and the apostles and i was like yes yes this is us it's like you're holding a mirror up to the body of christ right now going remember who you are right this is the invitation so yeah <laughs> i was um, i was going to ask you will you just share a little bit more on what you've been seeing and feeling around this subject yeah absolutely so when it comes to the the disruptors it's interesting when you look at the history of our of our faith going back all the way to genesis one all the way into revelation where John goes up into a heavenly encounter, some, some, some form of a trance where he gets to get, get the revealing of, of the Father's heart, the revelation of the Christ in the future of humanity and the church. And it's, it's, it's so, it's, 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 well, it's, it's, it's radically supernatural. Like everything yeah. that we, everything that we hold dear within our faith is radically supernatural. And if you remove this, the supernatural from, from God's word, man, it's, 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 there's nothing left, you know, yeah. you know, and uh, so when you look at the history of the of the of the church, um, you see a, a, an adoption and an acceptance and a celebration of the supernatural, even going back into our, our ancient root, roots within Judaism. And what's fascinating is that when you look at the first 300 years of the church, you know, and you look at the expansion and the, the massive radical missionary expansion that happened in the face of incredible resistance and chaos i i think of just what's being defined as uh christ hostility within our country here, here in america where it's like uh, america is so christ hostile we are not the same country as we there's all this persecution mm -hmm. and and then even sometimes the advice given to the church of well don't respond to your critics and i think about this this moment when when our when 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 our when our family, if you will, went from 120 people into into um, in, into a, a harvest of thousands and thousands of souls, it really began once the once the 120 were filled with the Spirit, uh, overcome with with the radical Spirit of of Christ, of Christ Jesus, and you have you have Peter, um, you know, uh, the 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 
the hot tempered, you know, passionate. I love Peter. Yeah. And the same guy that denied Christ previously in the, in the previous chapter is mm. filled with such radical, drunken, joyful courage that he gets up and he does what he hasn't done before. And he, he responds to the critics. He responds to the mockers mm. and, um, and uh, he, he responds to the, to the hostility against the Holy Spirit. And that day, the mockers became believers. And I just wonder if we are facing this, this persecution, this, this great hostility, this great mockery of the church. And I just wonder if the, if the Father wants to baptize us, just like he baptized his church in Acts chapter 2, with such an immersion, with such a possession of the Spirit of Christ Jesus himself, that we would that we would be so overcome with such uh, joyful courage that we would with power respond to the frequency of this world. And in doing so, if this could be the greatest, the greatest opportunity for harvest we've, we've, we've ever seen. And so, um, yeah, so I was just mentioning this whole idea of, of the, of the supernatural and the battle for the acceptance of the supernatural with, within the church and really the restoration of the supernatural within the church, just this hundred years. And, what, and, and, and so that's what this disruptors series was about. And I believe that God is raising up a generation of disruptors that are so intoxicated in the spirit of Christ that we will fear no man, but that the fear, the wonderful, awe-inspiring fear of the Lord would be the battery pack inside of our spirit that would propel our generation to do things that even the history books haven't recorded. And, and so uh, I think we're seeing unprecedented pushback against the modern day generals and mothers and fathers, and even against the church and against intercessors and seers, yeah. this, this huge resistance. And I think that we are about to respond just like Peter did in Acts chapter two. And I think we're about to see a mighty unprecedented missions. I mean, what I, what I'm seeing, I can't put words to, but I'm so excited. Um, and I'm so excited about the fierceness, this, this, um, this thing, this, uh, this battle readiness that I feel like the Lord is calling us to in the, in the body of Christ right now. Yeah. Oh, it's profound. There's about 20 different directions I want to go <laughs> <Sorry. in> now. <laughs> yeah, I just got a <laughs> ramble there, but <laughs> said. wow. Yeah. The revelation of the pure supernatural gospel of Jesus Christ is going to be understood by us and transform us and enable us to move, like you said, in, in that level of boldness. So many times I've sat in that scripture in the book of Acts. I'm like, I'm ready, Jesus. <laughs> I, want, I, I want look upon their threats and baptize me with your power. And I pray it for the body of Christ regularly regularly it's interesting isn't it it's like um when you were speaking i was thinking of psalm 8 i'm just going to grab it actually yeah let me grab it really quickly because it's like there's a pure childlike restoration of wonder that's being restored to us and blended with incredible boldness and power and just that i don't know and, and a level of capacity resensitization if that's the right word of our union the actual reality of the union that we have now and living from the strength of that as an expression of the divine nature you know 
ruling as we release Christ. Oh gosh, I'm feeling Holy Spirit really powerful. <laughs> I see yes. you, Darren. You carry revival, man. <laughs> you know, Psalm eight, strength rises up with the chorus of sit the singing children, of singing children. This kind of praise has the power to shut Satan's mouth. Childlike worship will silence the madness of those who oppose you. And it's that it's that in the boldness flows from there, doesn't it? That childlike restoration of the awe and wonder of who God is, the realization of who's within us. You know, the creator is inside of us. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, so can I ask you, Darren, what would you suggest to people at the moment that perhaps like are still feeling the oppression of the enemy i mean obviously everything you've just shared is just going to release like supernatural power into people's spirit and hope and a paradigm shift you know because this is in in the midst of the darkness the light is shining right and the darkness can't extinguish the light because the light's god i mean just amazing um but with other things that you would suggest to sort of help people from if they're feeling that massive oppression to shift from there into into beginning to walk in what we're talking about here yeah well i feel like the lord's speaking to me right now about the importance of preparation um and that our preparation has to be in balance with our expectation because i think for a lot of times mm-hmm. in the church we've had um huge expectation and it's almost like the, the the analogy is if if you if you found out that you were expecting if you found out you were pregnant but you didn't do anything about it and you didn't, you didn't start to get your nursery ready and you didn't, um, you know, and and I put up a picture uh, for our church and it was a picture of a beautiful room and it had beautiful hardwood floors and and incredible lighting, but there was nothing in it. It was just this empty room. And I was like, look at this room. Now, if you're a designer, you're going to say, wow, there's so much potential with that room. That room is an awesome room, but that room isn't awesome. If you're coming home from the hospital with the baby and you're calling that the nursery. And I feel kind of like that's a word for the church right now is that we are expecting and, and many of us don't even know it. Uh, it's almost, there's, there used to be these shows, I think on, on television of these, of these teenagers who were pregnant and they didn't even know that they were pregnant. And I feel like that's kind of a picture of the church is that it's like, we are, we are expecting something great, but many people don't even know that they are, that they have something uh, in, in the womb. Uh, that, that the Lord has, 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 has put life there and there's something that's growing. It's time to get ready. So for that reason, you know, we've heard this word of exposure. Um, and, and usually when I hear that word, I think of it through a negative lens. But honestly, I feel like I feel like what the Lord is doing is he's inviting us to go into the foundations of our homes and to and he wants to expose the problems of the foundations of our homes. Why? Because he's about to upgrade our homes. He's about to go taller and wider. And we have to make sure that our foundation is strong and that our foundation is ready for what God is about to do. Otherwise, the blessing will become a major, major burden. And so I feel like the Lord is saying, get your, get your home ready, get your house ready, just practically get your, get your physical body ready, meet with a a nutritionist. I, I I just went and, you know, Liz, I just turned 40. I know. And I was like, okay, I'm 40. Uh, the first thing I'm going to do this year is I'm going to go see a doctor and just get a very thorough physical because, um, I, I'm not looking at, you know, uh, at wrapping. I, I, I need to, so I want, I need to get my house ready. Right. And so I would encourage people get, get your, get ready physically 
I know we're at the beginning of the year. So now's a great time to, 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 to be getting, thinking about your, your, your health and your nutrition, get your soul ready. Um, you know, get your spirit ready. And, and how do you do that? Well, find a community of people. You know, if you can find a, a great uh, local church, awesome. But uh, if you're in an area where where maybe you've you're just become dis- disillusioned with that system, et cetera, man, find two or three like-minded believers that will meet with you weekly to dive into the Word of God, to read two or three verses, to be honest with each other, to encourage each other um, in the Lord. So get your get your um, get your band of brothers uh, together. Get get some community within within your life. Get, uh, surround yourself with people that are that are stronger than you, that are that are further along than you, and invite them to be honest with you to speak into your life and start to start to prepare the nursery because listen you're about to give birth to a mighty move of god and it's it and um and don't put that idea in a box um because a move of god in and through you is going to look different than uh than what it might look like through somebody else or at, like within the typical context of a church meeting listen i want everyone everyone to know this that god has created you for such a time as this the resistance is good the darkness is not indicative that jesus is not present and that you're in the wrong place at the wrong time no it is a good indicator because god is about to shine brightly within you and the contrast is going to be evident it's going to be beautiful and glorious and so get some people Get, get some people that, that can fight along with you, that can encourage you. We're going to need each other. Don't forsake the gathering of the assembly because in, in it, where we are heading as a people, as a church, as a bride, uh, the, the only way we're really going to be able to really shine bright and maintain our integrity and focus and vision is that we are doing it together as a body. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jesus is getting the answer to his prayer isn't he that he prayed you know jesus make them uh, father make them one as we are one and as we're spent intentionally spending time with each other there's such a grace i've noticed as well darren um i think probably because of the pandemic and all the restrictions and everything we've gone through this uh, there's a different level of appreciation for our health and our well-being our, our physical health our emotional health our spiritual health our relational health you know we we want to be um with each other and there's definitely a different grace i've noticed to just love each other we're not sweating the small stuff anymore we're not falling out over silliness and there's a different grace to have unity in the midst of our diversity of theological convictions realizing that we're all looking like through a glass dimly anyway (laughs) particularly about messy subjects like eschatology and i'm like just don't fall out about it it's okay we'll all know perfectly one day when it happens amen 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 it's more important to love each other right you're saying champion each other on to to greatness and because that move of god that the lord passionately wants to bring through each one of our lives that unique expression is a is an essential sound of god's heart isn't it in this time it's the shining ones are emerging. You know, we're it. We're it. You might not feel very shiny, guys, but you are actually a shining one. <laughs> that is the truth of our identity, regardless of how we feel. But yeah, I agree. That's really great, great advice. It's brilliant, Darren. Okay, so can I ask you just in finishing, would you pray for people, you know, just whatever's in your spirit? I mean, I'm wanting to say, can you just please pray for a baptism of power? <laughs> and boldness to fall on us all please because you walk in that for goodness if you absolutely walk in that i've seen it but yeah whatever's in your spirit <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely so father i just thank you so much for your 
for your grace and peace that comes to us through our union with our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you so much that in you we live, in you we move, in you we have our being. And we just welcome you just to come right now, um, to, to walk into the room, to sit by us in our car, to lay by us in our bed, uh, uh, to come even for those that are listening right now in hospital rooms, that you would step into the hospital room. For those that are even maybe in a place of, of grieving, for those that are maybe even considering giving up or, or quitting, Jesus, would you walk into the room right now and do what only you can do and say what only you can say? Jesus, would you just come? You are so cool. You're so faithful. And you're such a good, good shepherd. And Father, I, I pray, Lord, uh, for each and everyone listening right now, that they would have a radical, radical confidence that they could rest and eat even in the presence of wolves. And Jesus, would you come just like you did in Acts chapter 2? And would you fill us afresh with a fresh oil and a fresh fire? And would you give us that intoxicating, that, 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 that royal, royal wine? Wow. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right now, Father, a big drink right now through the ears for everybody listening. We're, we're just going to drink through our ears <laughs> right now of the royal wine that would release a joyful courage to respond with a response right from the Father's heart, not from our triggered soul, no, but that we would respond directly from the Father's heart and that the heart of the Father would be communicated if it's um, uh, uh, softly or maybe it looks like Peter where it's with, with such boldness and such courage. But Father, regardless of the style, I ask, Lord, that the substance of who you are would be revealed and represented through us uh, the bride of Christ. And so, Jesus, we just declare we love you and we trust you. And our expectation, hey, is that you're going to show up today, that you're showing up right now, and that you're going to come and put your forehead on our forehead and impart divine knowledge and impartation of infused knowledge, Lord. And, Lord, even, I, Lord, I pray for a baptism, Lord, an immersion Father, into your character and nature, Lord, that, that who you are, Lord, even as Paul would call it the, the, the glorious uh, fruit of the Spirit, Lord, that this would be a year of, of rapid, spiritual, wonderful, glorious grace, Lord, that the fruit would grow this year in an unprecedented way because of our union with you, our great vine. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. Wow. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. Thank you, Darren. Oh, man. And yeah, I agree. You know, where Jesus said to me, we're now going to teach you how to preach the gospel. I just put, you know, if that, if that witnesses to your spirit and you're like, yeah, I want the fullness of the understanding of the gospel that we have lost largely throughout time, that the restoration of the supernatural gospel of new creation life, the scandal and radical gospel that Paul knew and preached and the early church walked in, they were supernatural people, as we know, completely, consistently 
filled with absolute on fire for, for with love for Jesus if you want that restored to you just say yes and lean your head into Jesus and put your head on his forehead and just just begin to receive just begin to receive and expect just have faith that you are going to be taught because he spoke it to me and he spoke it to me for the body of Christ so that's what he's doing that's what heaven's doing the supernatural church is rising and we're it so Oh, Darren, thank you. And I'm so excited to see you guys in a few weeks. So oh, thank you. you. It's amazing, amazing, amazing. We love you. Can't wait to see you. It's going to be yeah. fire. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's going to be fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and thank you guys for joining us in today's conversation with us as well. Have the most amazing week. And we look. I look forward to being with you again next Monday. God bless. Hi, if you really enjoyed today's show and you want to go deeper with Jesus and experience his love and his presence more than you ever have, then I have a present for you, a free gift. If you want to jump over to experiencinggodslove.com and just click on and sign up, then you will receive one of my teaching videos that I have created especially for you that will not only give you a few keys just very, very quickly that you can uh, utilize in your daily walk with the Lord, um, but also I'm going to take you there as well. So it's an activation. So yeah, so jump over to experiencinggodslove.com and you are going to be so blessed.